Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Come on. Come on. Nothing personal. Word of the day is not the name of the movie with Joaquin Phoenix, but it is. Come on. Come on. Say it any way you want, whatever intonation, because we're talking about Aaron Judge and the New York Yankees and what he said to the media yesterday. I thought we were done with athletes being circumspect about whether or not they're vaccinated. Now, I agree. It's none of my business, none of your business, but it certainly is the business of your employer. Because if you choose to not be vaccinated and then you can't perform your job, that means you don't get paid. Yesterday, word came out that the Kyrie Irving situation in New York is about to become the Aaron Judge situation in New York. At least for now. You all know what's going on in New Jersey. When Kyrie isn't scoring 60 points on the road, helping his Nets team... He's sitting, watching home games. Now, he can buy courtside tickets, but he can't go in the clubhouse. But Kyrie Irving is not vaccinated. Very public. He acknowledges it, and I give him credit. He got in front of that issue and said, my body, my choice. Whenever I say that, it gives me this absolute skeeves thinking people who are inconsistent in that thought. But I digress. So Kyrie Irving not vaccinated. There's a rule that all employees of private companies must be vaccinated in New York City to go to a workplace. So Kyrie Irving buys a ticket, goes to a game. No problem. Don't have to be vaccinated. You can be a visiting player. No problem. Don't have to be vaccinated. But if you're a home player, you may not play. Of course, I didn't quite understand why when the Nets were on the road in the garden, he's a road player, not a home player. So therefore, he should be able to play, but he wasn't able to play, which totally confused me. But again, number two, I digress. So with all the changes going on with COVID, even though there's some sort of new strain, Delta Cron or Omni Delta or Xi Beta Kappa or Phi Delta, Tri Delta something coming China's shutting down, COVID's coming back, but I think it's clear how we're going to handle that in the U.S. Get vaccinated. Mayor Eric Adams, the new mayor of New York, has acknowledged the potential inconsistency in having fans unvaccinated and having visiting players unvaccinated, but he's not willing to change the rule yet that you've got to be vaccinated to perform in your own workplace. I assumed that's when you have an indoor workplace. But apparently, any workplace will do, which means the people working on the highway and construction, I guess that's your workplace. Baseball, no retractable roof, new Yankee Stadium. It's not really new anymore, but Yankee Stadium. Shea Field, City Field, 
They used to call it when we were in the game, shitty field. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. That's what it was called. Apparently, baseball players in New York playing for the Yankees and Mets will not be allowed to play home games if they are not vaccinated. And wouldn't you know it, there's a whole bunch of Mets and Yankees players who are not vaccinated. And this comes on the heel of the new that Toronto in Canada will not allow players to come to Canada if they are not vaccinated. MLB and the Players Union made the decision, all right, if you're not vaccinated and your team is playing in Toronto, guess what? We're not canceling the games. We're not postponing the games. We're not moving the games. We're not having the Blue Jays play in Dunedin or in Detroit or in Buffalo. I have no idea why I said Detroit, Buffalo or Dunedin. We're playing in Toronto, and if players can't come, guess what? They will be put on the restricted list. Here's the thing about the restricted list in Major League Baseball. No money. No service time. You do not want to be on a restricted list. Different than administrative leave like Trevor Bauer, where you get service time and money, restricted means nada. So what will happen is that players will know who is not vaccinated immediately upon the start of the season. If they are put on the restricted list, which will be leaked and made public, that player can't play in the game. So Toronto has an immediate advantage with home games, assuming that all Toronto players are vaccinated, obviously. Okay. But what about New York now? If Aaron Judge is not vaccinated, he can't play the nine games the Yankees play in Toronto. All right. But now he can't play the 81 games played in New York. That means that Aaron Judge could miss 90 games. If he's on the restricted list for 90 days, I got a surprise for you. He won't get a full year of service time. News alert, that will call into question his free agency at the end of the year. So Aaron Judge took the podium to start spring training. First question, are you vaccinated? His response is on video, and it's funny, and it could not have been approved by the Yankees or his veteran teammates because it made him look like a prize fool, and it made the Yankees organization cringe. When asked about his vaccination status, he didn't go full Aaron Rodgers. He decided not to go with the um, immunized. He went with misdirection. He said, hey, I'm focused on spring training. I got to just get ready for the season. And there's a long time to go before the season starts. And we'll think about the season when the season starts. But now I'm thinking about spring training, yada, blada, yada. <laughs> Aaron, it's March 15th. Today's the 16th. But it's March 15th when he gave the interview. The season starts April 7th. Quick math, that's Jordan days away. That's it. It's not exactly a long time. It's not like Jordan wears Kiki Vandaway's number. He wears Jordan's number. So you're hoping in 23 days, Mayor Adams changes the rules for all private workplaces. News alert, NGTH, not going to happen. When asked about the insanity that is going on with professional athletes, Eric Adams said, I got a great idea, the mayor said. Get vaccinated. Oh. <gasps> A shocking turn of events. Now, I'm getting crushed 
in certain areas, certain parts of the spectrum. People saying it's none of my business. Players shouldn't have to be vaccinated. People shouldn't have to be vaccinated. And I agree with you. There is no reason that I would ever tell you to be vaccinated. If you want to be stupid, by all means, be my guest. However, I do get to follow the laws that are made, the directives that are made. As a private company, I get to make my own set of rules. And if you don't abide by them, I guess that'll just about do it. So what's going to happen here? Aaron Judge is going to get a phone call and it's going to go something like this. Hi, Aaron. It's Randy. Hey, Randy, what's shaking? Well, as the longest tenured president in Major League Baseball, and as someone who's extremely politically connected, as you know, I'm not going to turn all red in the neck. I'm not going to start sweating. But what I am going to do for you is I'm going to go to City Hall and I'm going to find John Cusack. And I'm going to look for Bridget Fonda if I can recognize her. And I'm going to see if I can get some laws changed. I can see if I can get some directives eliminated. But JIC, any thoughts on the VAC? Well, Randy, man, I appreciate it. But I got to tell you, I'm pretty much sticking to my sizable bisexual guns. And I'm pretty much, I'm good. Yeah, but Aaron, have you spoken to your agent recently? Are you aware that we signed Anthony Rizzo and didn't sign Freddie Freeman. And the reason we went with Rizzo and not Freeman, maybe because Freeman doesn't want to be a Yankee, but it's more likely that we want to keep our powder dry for your extension because we'd like you and Giancarlo to be here long-term as the modern-day version of the Twin Towers, Ralph Sampson and Hakeem Olajuwon. Wow, Coca. I don't think I'm supposed to say that anymore. I don't know if I can. You're going to have to get in my ear on that. I don't know if we have to edit that out. That, I don't mean that to be insensitive. That's what they were referred to. And then when Tim Duncan played David Robin with David Robinson on the Spurs, they had that. I didn't want to say the Smash Brothers like Canseco and McGuire because I thought that would be offensive. Oh, God, are we going to be canceled? In any case, Randy said, hey, Aaron, you know, we, we plan on working out a contract here, but hey, if you got to go to arbitration again because you don't get service time, that's really your decision. But our team doctors are available if you want more information. We've got a whole lot of science on the vaccination. There's a whole lot of research, and I think you're going to be good to go. Hmm. How do you think this ends? Aaron said goodbye to Randy. He then said, I got to take another call. It turns out the call is his agent. And his agent said, listen here, Aaron. I'm putting an extension on my home. I'm finishing the basement and it's all coming from my 5% of your free agent deal. So let's be clear. You're getting the shot. I don't see Aaron Judge going the Kyrie route, standing on ceremony, being fully principled in whatever principles he may have, however misdirected they may be, however misguided they certainly are. Aaron Judge will get the prick. And he'll do it in time to not be restricted. Meanwhile, I find it fascinating that the NBA fined the New Jersey Nets uh, 469. I find it fascinating that the NBA fined the Brooklyn Nets $50,000 for having Kyrie Irving in the locker room during halftime of the game in which he bought courtside tickets so he could attend even though he could not play. 
saying that the locker room is part of the work area, which of course it is, and that's a violation of local and community health and safety protocols. Therefore, give me 50 grand. If I'm the owner of the Nets, even though I'm rich, I'm saying to Steve Nash and to Sean Marks, are you kidding me? I got to write another 50 grand to the NBA on top of all the charity I do because you wanted Kyrie to be in the locker room. Were you doing some great strategy, some second half play calling? Were you, were you on the board where you were diagramming plays that you needed Kyrie to pay attention to? Have you ever been in a locker room during halftime? Yeah, it's ADD heaven. It's not exactly like Rudy. It's not exactly like that actor who's the coach, not Denzel Washington, the guy who was the FBI agent in Wolf of Wall Street. He's the coach in all these football movies. I want to say Kyle Tucker, but that's the player for the Astros. Come on, Coca, work with me. Yes. No, it's, yes. Are you sure it's John Tucker? I don't think that's his name. Kyle Chandler. Check, check, check if it's Kyle Chandler. That may be the name of the actor. But that's not exactly what goes on. So the Nets are fined 50 grand. Rob Manford's paying attention. It is Kyle Chandler. Yes. Yes, it's Friday Night Lights, but he was in a movie also. Anyway, let's move on. So. MLB's paying attention to what the NBA did because will Aaron Judge not even be allowed or unvaccinated players not be allowed in the clubhouse at all when the team's at home, but they're allowed to go in the clubhouse when the team's not at home? I guess I would only say that a clubhouse is always part of the work environment, and there's a lot that goes on inside a clubhouse during a major league game before, after. So I would think that means that he's got to buy one of those legend seats if he wants to watch his team play. So we're going to find out quickly here what's going on with the Mets and Yankees. And the Yankees are going to need all the help they can get. The Toronto Blue Jays are all in. That's a terrible expression. The Toronto Blue Jays made another trade this morning, continuing the purge of the Oakland A's. They got a third baseman that makes Josh Donaldson look like Matt Coca. And I'm just saying that's a major thing because Donaldson is a good player. But Matt Chapman is a better player. So when you look at Toronto's lineup, when you look at Toronto's defense, when you look at Toronto's pitching, the New York Yankees have to be saying to themselves, wow, we're not as good as they are. And then they look toward Tampa and say, yikes, we're not as good as they are. Uh-oh, thank God I voted for the expanded playoffs. I guess I'm going to have to play a three-game series on the road at some point to get it even into the division series. Or maybe Hal Steinbrenner is saying, hmm, I can go to 230 now. Can we get anybody? Where are we? Brian, should we go above 230? Do we have a chance? There is so much going on in the AL East. Imagine if Freddie Freeman. Now, when you get Chapman, to me, Freddie Freeman is not signing with Toronto now. I just don't see that. So I think Boston is likely, which could obviously increase Boston's chances in the AL East. Or the Yankees get their wish and he signs with the Dodgers, which makes, of course, the Giants and the Padres panic. So the Padres say, we're in on Freeman trying to get the Dodgers maybe to overpay. They can't sign Freeman when they still have Hosmer and Myers on San Diego. There's a whole lot of stuff going on, and we will start to see it all unwind, unveil itself. April 7th at 1.05 p.m. when the Yankees open against the Red Sox. Will Freeman be playing in that game? Nope. Will Chapman be playing in that game? Nope. But Anthony Rizzo will for $16 million. Quick side note before we get into some football news. 
I am sick and tired of doing something that I saw happening in baseball and I didn't stop it. And now I'm out of the game and there's nothing I can do. Every one of these contracts in baseball now has opt-outs for the players. It used to be something that agents tried to get and they would only get with top free agents once in a while. Then more players were getting it. Now, if you don't get an opt-out, you fire your agent. And I want to say to all of the people in baseball who listen to this show, and I'm fortunate enough to know that there are a lot who do, when does an opt-out ever work in favor of a team? If Anthony Rizzo stinks this year, do you think he's going to opt out of his contract for next year where he's going to get another $16 million? No. Now, what if Anthony Rizzo delivers $40 million worth of wins? $40 million worth of production. What if Anthony Rizzo hits 305, 34 bangers, drives in a hundo, wins a gold glove, and then realizes that he can get a three-year deal at 18 a year next offseason when the position player crop is mediocre with occasional doses of crap. Hmm. He's going to opt out. So what exactly is your benefit? When you have only downside in a negotiation, literally only downside, that would indicate to me that that's a deal you shouldn't do. That's a provision you should not include. And I raise my hand strong and high and tell you that I'm guilty. I'm guilty of giving opt-outs. Gave one to Giancarlo Stanton. He did not opt out of his deal. He opted in, as the Yankees know. By the way, do you guys remember that because Giancarlo Stanton opted into his deal with the Yankees, that now the Marlins are on the hook for $30 million of the remaining part of Stanton's contract? So when you're looking at the Marlins payroll and Bruce Sherman says, hey, I'm going to spend money. I don't know what the hell Jeter was talking about. He's right. He's going to spend money on Giancarlo Stanton. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Coca, play me some music. You know what I want? I want to talk to Samson. So you want to talk to Samson. I want you to go where it's legal. Find yourself a way to get at least 63, 64 baked. Go Rutgers. First four. And then watch a movie called Half Baked. In there, there's a character named Samson. And everybody wants to talk to Samson. If you want to talk to me, get into my Twitter. At David P. Samson. That's a P between the D and the S. David P. Sampson. Ask a question. I'll try to get to it on Twitter. I may get to it in a show. I may get to it in direct message. I don't know. I'll do my best. There's way more blue. Coca taught me how to turn off notifications because it was getting insane. But I still try to do as much as I can, Coca. I'll take time during the day, like sometimes at night, and I'll just try to answer as many as I can. But sometimes a question makes the show when it's topical. And boy, this one was topical. Hello, David. Hello, I like when people say that. It means like they're feeling a connection, which is so bizarre because you feel like you know somebody if you follow them on Twitter or you engage with them on Twitter, but you actually don't know them. You just know their fingers and you get some sort of insight into how they think or what they think when you try to interpret what they're saying. It's fascinating. Hello, David. Why would Baker Mayfield make a statement that would indicate his time in Cleveland is over 
when there's no guarantee that Deshaun Watson is going to the Browns? What a simple question. That's why you made the show, because it is so simple that it's beautiful and perfect. Baker Mayfield is the quarterback for the Cleveland Guardians. I'm going to call him that from now on. Deshaun Watson has all the power, which is shocking, although not shocking, given that he loves to wield his power in circumstances where it's completely inappropriate. But there are three teams now who have already agreed to trade for Deshaun Watson. What are they, Coca? The Gail Benson Saints, the Tepper Panthers, and maybe the Cleveland Browns. Those could be the three. Three teams. Oh, the Falcons with Arthur. I'm shooting blanks. Forgot about him. So maybe there's four teams. Although I think there's only three trades in play. But I think Arthur Blank had a relationship with Deshaun Watson. Not that kind of relationship. There were no massages involved. There was no assault or misogyny involved. Maybe Watson was a ball boy or something, and Arthur Blank remembered or likes him or wants to be reunited, and it feels so good. Who knows? All I know is this. There are three teams in the NFL that are willing to take on Watson with potentially not knowing how many games he's going to be suspended for, not caring that he still has 22 civil suits, and having total reckless disregard for any existing players on your team. Now, you know how anti-player and pro-ownership I was when I was the president of a team, so I get what's going on in Cleveland. If you have a chance to get better, you get better even if there's an incumbent on your team whose feelings might be hurt. So Baker Mayfield is no stranger to controversy, no stranger to conversation. Baker Mayfield is the guy who basically runs his wide receivers out of town because he thinks they're the issue. The Browns have had some success with Mayfield, by the way. It's not like they've been the paper bag Browns. But now Mayfield decided to go public in one of the most bizarre comments I've seen, postings by a player. Now, keep in mind, he is in the final year of his rookie deal. You get a four-year deal. You get a fifth-year option that can be picked up by the team. The Browns picked up the option. He could still be franchise tagged after this, or he could sign an extension, or they could let him go after this year. Would the Browns want Mayfield at $18 million as a backup quarterback? Are the Browns looking to trade Mayfield to a team that needs a quarterback that's not willing to take Deshaun Watson and reward that team by getting Baker Mayfield? Do the Browns know already that Watson prefers the Browns to the Panthers, the Falcons, or the Saints? This we don't know. But Baker Mayfield didn't want to waste any time. So he did a post that talked about the past four years have been nothing short of truly life-changing. I like that. Not just life-changing, truly life-changing since I heard my name called in a draft to go to Cleveland. This is not a message with hidden meaning. I'm not sure why you have to say that. That's like saying, to be honest, well, you don't need to say that if you're being honest. If there's no hidden meaning, then don't say that it's not a message with hidden meaning. This is strictly to thank the city of Cleveland for embracing my family and me. Correct grammar. Some people say my family and I. But you finish the sentence, right? This is strictly to thank the city of Cleveland for embracing me. You take out my family. That's how you know the difference between using me and I is you take out one side of it and then read the sentence. And if it doesn't read right, then it's incorrect. This is strictly to thank the city of Cleveland for embracing I.
Well, that doesn't sound right. So you say this is strictly to thank the city of Cleveland for embracing me. We have made many, many memories. I have no clue what happens next, which is the meaning behind the silence I've had during the duration of this process. What process? Are we talking about the process of teams making trades, teams signing players? I didn't realize that players shouldn't be silent during those times. Your job is to play when you're told to play. If you're told to start, you start. If you're told to be on the bench, you're on the bench. Nobody's guaranteed playing time. He then said, I can only control what I can, which is trusting in God's plan throughout this process. Don't get me started on the God thing, but I do have a few questions for those religious people out there. And I've spoken to some players about this. A little detour here, Coca. I've spoken to some players about this concept when they thank God right after they do something good on the field. I've just never understood that because I'm not sure that I want to pray to a God who's got time to worry about Baker Mayfield's completion percentage. We got wars, we got poverty, we have death, we have crime. We have crazy crime in New York City right now, random crime in New York City. I'd like to think God is a little more focused on that and not just letting human beings, which is the argument I get, he's a more macro God. He's got the big picture in mind. He's gonna let human beings who he created in his image or whatever the case may be, he's gonna let them be them. And if they all kill each other, they'll kill each other. But I really would like to see Baker Mayfield not throw any interceptions. Anyway, that was a little side note. I've given this franchise everything I have. Cleveland will always be a part of Emily and my story, and we will always be thankful for the impact it has had and will have in our lives. Sincerely, Baker, Ronald, Reagan, Mayfield, Curtis Jr. Okay. I'm the president of the Cleveland Guardians, and I'm saying, excuse me, Baker, question for you. Um, what's the, what's the issue? Something we should talk about? Well, you know, I really would like my job. Well, you're getting your 18 million either way, right? You know that. So that's guaranteed money. And I can't really control what the owner does because if Haslam wants him, he wants him. But right now, you're number one on the depth chart. So I really need you to keep your eye on the ball. And the thank you to Cleveland should only come when you're done with Cleveland. And we'd like to see you here long term. Hint, that's what you say to people. Even when you know you're not going to keep a player long-term, you still say it to the player because you want the player to believe that. Because if the player believes it, then you think the player will be more committed in the community, off the field, more committed on the field, will be a better teammate in the clubhouse. So you never say to a player, hey, you're here for about another 17 games. Have fun storming the castle. I can't begin to tell you why Baker Mayfield would make a post like that unless there's a chance that they spoke to Baker and said they're getting Watson and then they're going to trade him. But then why not make that post after the trade? Because now, once he does get traded, isn't he going to have to talk more? Or if Watson gets traded there and Mayfield doesn't get traded, he's going to have to talk again. Is he again going to thank Cleveland? Is he going to say that he's disappointed not to be the starter? Is he going to say that we don't know what Watson will be like because he hasn't played in a year? Hmm. It's going to be very interesting to me to see what happens. Okay. Wait to, I got to do a wait to see segment here, Coco, before we go to break. Wait to see is when we tell you something's going to happen. And when it does, we revisit it. When it doesn't, we revisit it. We are the type of show here on Nothing Personal that you are all very loyal to, and we appreciate that. But we have accountability when we're wrong about stuff. And believe me, we're wrong about plenty. But here's a wait to see. Remember that player for the Cubs, Chris Bryant, whose agent is Scott Boris? 
the whole service time grievance because the Cubs didn't call him up fast enough and they got an extra year of control before free agency. Remember that, Chris Bryant? And then the Cubs traded him along with Anthony. I'm now a Yankee making 16 million Rizzo. And Javi Baez, look at me. I signed a long-term deal with the Detroit Tigers. Well, that guy. Chris Bryant was traded to the San Francisco Giants. Had a really good postseason. That guy. Well, guess what? There's a player named Bryce Harper who plays for the Philadelphia Phillies. He signed a 13-year contract. His agent is Scott Boris. The Phillies have not sniffed, have not sniffed October since he joined the Phillies. And now Chris Bryant is telling his front office and the fans of Philly that if we're smart, we're signing Chris Bryant. Of course, two years ago, he said, if we're smart, we don't lose JT Realmuto, best catcher I ever saw. Now, Chris Bryant and Brian, what's his name? Chris Bryant and Bryce Harper share an agent named Scott Boras. Here's what agents do when they've got a free agent player. They go to their other players on other teams and they tell those players, listen, do you know how good it would be to be with this guy, with my other client, with your friend? Because players who share an agent generally have a relationship. They know each other because agents like that. They like loyalty. They basically form a cult around themselves. Not all, but many. Like the Dontrell Willis tattoo story. I wonder if he regrets his tattoo. One day I'm going to ask Dontrell that question, whether he got that removed because his agent was thrown out of the game for impropriety. A guy named Matt Sosnick couldn't have happened to a better guy. So agents try hard as they may to get players to get the front office to do things. I had this happen so many times where players would come to me with what I always considered to be an agenda saying, I think that we'd be really well served to sign this player. And I would say to the player, why? You know, I think we can get better, I agree, but what's the price? Can you call your agent and ask how much he's charging for Chris Bryant? Because he's asking for six years at 20 million a year, and I just don't see Chris Bryant being that player. So I'm just quickly asking if there's a chance that you would have a um, moment to ask Scott Boris about his view of Chris Bryant and whether or not he's a fit on our team. So I go talk to Bryce Harper. I'm front office of the Phillies. And I say, hey, Bryce, can you stop going public about the players? Because if we don't sign him, then it looks like we're cheap. And it's not like we don't spend money here. As you know, we sign free agents all the time. We just can't seem to win, whether it's Girardi or Dombrowski. I'm not sure what's happening. This is John Middleton talking the owner. But Bryce, you're not helping us any. Now, I'm willing to go to right to the edge of the new CBT at 2.30. But here's one thing that we learn at owners meetings. When we all talk and collude, not about signing players, don't go crazy. But we certainly do talk. We say, don't give players the power of personnel decisions. What do you want to be? The Lakers? Look what happens when LeBron James chooses his team. They stink. We pay people whose sole job it is to put teams together and make good decisions. So I got to wait to see here. The Philadelphia Phillies 
have tried the Scott Boris route before. They've tried giving power to the players. And they've gotten nowhere. They're going to try again. The Philadelphia Phillies are so desperate to win that John Middleton, the owner, over the strenuous objection, Kevin Pollock and Tom Cruise, I strenuously object to this signing, although Dave Dombrowski strenuously objects to no signings because he's really good at spending OPM, like really good. We would be in, in owners' meetings and we'd have sidebars and Dave would be at the owners' meetings and he would take copious notes during every meeting because he was always the sole representative because Mike Illich would never go to owners' meetings. And that's when Dabrowski was with the Tigers. And, and he would write down everything that was going on. And we would just look and sort of smile because while he's taking notes, there's no way Mike Illich gave one flying rat's ass what was going on in the owners' meeting. May he rest in peace if he's resting or if he's peaceful. But he would always sign players and waste a lot of money. Always. So John Middleton, when he hired Dave Dombrowski, the thought was Philly's going to be spending money because John Middleton said, I'm ready to spend stupid money. Then you sign Dave Dombrowski, and that's an acknowledgement that you're going to be spending stupid money. And so there you've got the Phillies. Chris Bryant fits that narrative perfectly. Chef's kiss. Wait to see. The Phillies will sign Chris Bryant. Part two of the wait to see. Sorry, Philly, I still love your cheesesteak, but guess what? You're going to be watching October. The Philadelphia Phillies, even in the expanded playoffs, are not going to make it. Too many good teams in the National League. Too many good teams in the National League East. The Phillies will be on the outside looking in. Another year of Harper wasted. Chris Bryant signed to a long-term deal when he's underperforming. Wasting prime years of JT Realmuto. It's an absolute nightmare in Philly because Bryce Harper is the de facto GM along with Scott Boris. Okay. What are we doing now, Coca? We're going to break. We're going to review the Adam Project when we come back, and then we're going to talk about what happened with Randy Gregory. If you've never heard of him, you're going to want to hear this story. It's the story of a player who had a deal with one team and then went to bed and woke up and said, I now have a deal with another team, despite what all of the NFL insiders had already reported. His name is Randy Gregory, and we will be right back. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. It's David Sampson. Thank you for rating, reviewing, subscribing, following, getting through commercials, the gauntlet that is. Thank you for potentially getting a bad link from Paramount to join the NPDS brackets for March Madness. I don't even know what happened there. But whatever it is, the IT department at Paramount screwed up. So if you can find a way to join the NPDS bracket, I don't know how. Whatever link we tweet out never works because we get that from CBS, which is now Viacom CBS, which is now Paramount. So that's why the link doesn't work. Way too much, way too much time spent getting new swag with the new name, I guess. 
But anyway, if you happen to beat Coca in the pool, you'll be in a raffle for a prize. If you happen to win the whole damn pool, you're going to get a prize too. And it may be just a tad bit better than what Paramount is offering. But I appreciate your loyalty. We watch a movie every day. I watched The Adam Project. It's new on Netflix. Here's my report on The Adam Project. Only watch this movie if you like Ryan Reynolds, you like to be entertained, you sit for an hour and 47 minutes that passes like it's a second because you never check your phone, you love Zoe Zaldana, you appreciate humor, and you wonder how the casting director found a little boy to be Ryan Reynolds and act just like Ryan Reynolds. And then you say, God, do I miss Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd. God, the whole time continuum thing is a little confusing, but I'll tell you, I am entertained. The Adam Project is about time travel. It is about suspending disbelief in ways that you do in the Marvel Universe, in Deadpool, except he's not a superhero. Sort of. You're going to want to watch it. It is fascinating. And any movie that has Mark Ruffalo you're gonna to wanna to watch anyway. Netflix is really, they're a full-blown Academy Award winning soon. Spoiler alert, I haven't given my Academy Award picks, but yes, Power of the Dog is a favorite. Netflix is a regular studio and they're making big budget major blockbusters. And you can watch it from the comfort of your own Wi-Fi. The Adam Project with Ryan Reynolds is an absolute must watch. Okay, here we go. Have you been paying attention in the NFL because it's one of my favorite things? All of these deals are being signed. Free agents are signing left, right, and center. The NFL's own Twitter account has announced all of these signings and all of these moves players are making, changing teams. Do you know that the rules state that no player can sign a contract until today at 4 p.m.? Today, Wednesday, March 16th. Every single time you've read, this player's agreed to this amount of money, this amount's guaranteed. Don't even get me started on the Aaron Rodgers, 150 million guaranteed, when actually it means he's just gonna be there one more year likely, but we can discuss that another moment. All of these deals that are announced are not signed until 4 p.m. So anything you read is pure conjecture, speculation, leaks. But when the NFL says it, when the team releases it, for crying out loud, you got to believe it's true. When Adam Schefter says something, people look around for E.F. Hutton. We got to listen to him, man. He knows what he's talking about. He said that Randy Gregory, a well-known player for the Cowboys, has re-signed with the Cowboys for $70 million. Now, Randy Gregory is not your ordinary player. Randy Gregory has missed 54 games in his first six years in the NFL. Do some math. How many games in a season before last year? 16. 16 times 3, 48. Uh-oh. Randy Gregory has missed three-plus full seasons because of suspensions, substance abuse policy suspensions, and other such issues? Hmm. Well, he was on the Cowboys last year, became a leader, good player. And it was announced that they decided to re-sign him 
giving him $28 million guaranteed in a five-year $70 million deal. So the Cowboys fans go to bed, and they're thinking, we got him. They wake up, and Randy Gregory is Russell Wilson's teammate on the Denver Broncos. Huh? What happened? It's fascinating. Here's the story. Randy Gregory had a deal done with Denver. Jerry Jones then says, you know, I want you back. Jerry Jones himself got involved and said, you were healthy when you were with us. You didn't get suspended this last year. You became a leader. Don't you want to keep your life on the straight and narrow? Keep going down the path of the righteous. Be a cowboy. And Randy said, you know what? I like where your head's at. I'm going to be a cowboy. Send me over a contract. He says to his agent, tell Denver that I'm going to decide to be a cowboy. The agent says, well, let's see what the cowboys send us. Cowboys sent a contract that matched the Denver deal. 28 guaranteed, 70 million. Guess what? They put in a provision in the contract that said, your contract will be voided if you are fined or suspended for any drug offense or a violation of the NFL's personal conduct policy. Randy Gregory's agent said, where did that come from? And the Cowboys negotiator said, that's in every contract. Randy Gregory's agent says, yeah, but it's not in Dak's contract. And the Cowboys said, well, you're right, but it's in everybody else's contract. And by the way, your client has missed 54 games. Yeah, but I really don't want that clause in there because the other team I'm negotiating with doesn't have the clause in there. Let me get back to you. Hey, Jerry, what do you want to do about this? Now, hold on, let me call Steven, my son. Steven, what do you want to do? Hey, Dad, we don't do deals without this clause. We got to have it in there. We have to have a way to get out of this contract in case he is suspended. We got to find a way to void it because if he stinks and he is suspended, we can void it. And if he's really good and he's suspended, we'll just hold on to him. So that's the sort of power that we want over our players and everybody's agreed to it, except Dak. Well, how come we didn't get Dak to do it? Well, because Dak wouldn't do it and we didn't want to lose Dak. Were we willing to lose Gregory? Yes. All right, let me call him. Hey, Randy. I would do anything for you, but I won't do that. <laughs> so Randy said, okay, see ya. I'm going back to Denver. So Randy Gregory is now going to be a member of the Broncos. And the Cowboys are shocked that he made that decision. Makes me smile that they made that decision. The Cowboys actually stuck to their principles. They did not make an exception. You wanna make an exception for your franchise QB? I can explain that to other agents for other players. That's like making an exception for Giancarlo Stanton and saying, yeah, I'm not doing it for the rest of you scrubbos, but I'm definitely doing it for the best player on the team. In football, Dak Prescott is way more important than Randy Gregory, hard stop. It's a good sell. Now. Are you willing to lose a player over it? You're damn right you are. Because if you do not lose a player over it, 
then guess what happens the next time? The next time when you ask it from a player, the player goes to another team, says, hey, I got to deal with another team that doesn't ask for the clause, which raises the question, why don't the Broncos ask for the clause? And the answer is because the Broncos say to themselves, we don't win a lot. We need to get as many good players as we can. And we're so good in Denver. There are no distractions in Denver whatsoever. No distractions at all, especially that they don't test for that. We're good. We don't need it. Let's see what happens with Randy Gregory. But if he can somehow stick and stay healthy, that's a really good, good job by the Broncos. And the Cowboys will not regret it either. And that's known as a win-win. Nothing personal pick of the day. How many of you were nervous when I had the Pistons plus 13 over the heat? In a league where teams' blowouts are happening every night, I've never seen anything like it. Do you see what Kyrie did scoring 16 and blowout of the Magic? The Grizzlies blew out the Pacers. Just blowouts everywhere. So Pistons plus 13. Yeah, nailed it. Heat only won by seven. We're now 30 and 22. Well, the Nets are playing back-to-back tonight, and they're going home, which means Kyrie gets to rest his wrist from scoring 60 points last night, 41 of those in the first half. And they're playing Luka and the Mavs, and you know how I am. I'm emotional about Luka. I still say Luka gets a title before Trey Young. I still say Luka's one of the top five players in the NBA. And the Mavs are giving one and a half over Durant and the Nets. We're taking the Mavs. Mavs, one and a half over the Nets. Okay. I've been asked by a lot of people on Twitter, on Instagram at David P. Sampson, in direct messages, just by text, by email. People contact me, and they ask him, what is the best way? People want to help those suffering in the Ukraine. They want to help the refugees. The war in Russia and Ukraine is still going on. Vladimir has not pulled back. They're trying to figure out a diplomatic solution. They're trying to find a way to end this war, but it is still happening. So people are asking me, what can I do? I want to give to charity. I want to be helpful. So I wanted to tell you that, you know, I love charity. You remember during the lockout when we gave $1,000 a day, nothing personal did to 100 charities, 100 straight days. We're always looking at charities. We're studying them. Been on the board of many charities. If you want to check out a charity that you're looking for, you can go to Charity Navigator and you can see what their rating is because those ratings actually matter. But there's one charity specifically I want to draw your attention to. And it was started in 2010 by the chef named Jose Andres. Very famous. Basically, it is a charity that sends mobile kitchens to the border, helps give meals to people, And he has sent mobile kitchens to the border of Ukraine and is providing meals and financial support to Ukrainian restaurants so they can feed Ukrainians. He's providing meals to refugees as they are fleeing and running for their lives. So check out his charity. It's called World Central Kitchen. And he doesn't, he didn't just invent this for Ukraine. He didn't start this. This has been going on for 10 years, 12 years, starting in 2010. It's WCK.org. So please go to WCK.org and support World Central Kitchen and do your part to help what's going on in Ukraine. Because there's one thing I can promise you. When it comes to what's going on there, 
they don't really care about what's going on in the NFL or the EPL or the NBA or MLB. They're trying to figure out their next meal and they're trying to stay alive. The life affirmation, that to them is just business. Please give money. This is nothing personal. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.